0: This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 343. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 343. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms So happy to be here with you this Monday. It's my first Monday back after vacation. Vacation in Portugal was a dream and also it was a dream to come home and be back in our own beds. This is the second time we have taken Vinny to Europe and Vinny and I are creatures of habit and we are love our routines we love our structure and we had a really really awesome trip but by the end i think we were both like we need our systems in place (laughs) and so we got home late last week and it just feels really good to be home and also i think it's a gift to be able to be really excited to come home i definitely have gone through phases where i've come to the end of a vacation and been like, no, I don't want to go home. I don't want it to be over. And this one, I was like, I feel like we did all the things we needed to do. And now I'm also ready to go back to my regular life. And really, really grateful that we have built a life that feels really good to go back to. And I learned this lesson a few years ago, after coming home from a vacation, long before we had a child. Coming home from a vacation and definitely having some post vacation depression, I learned that I'm someone who needs to kind of always have like the next thing in front of me and know like when's the next exciting thing. And I'm learning that Vinny is like this too. And so one of the things that really helps me is to already have the next fun thing booked. And so We don't have anything as big as a trip to portugal booked just yet coming up but we do have some other fun things coming up this summer like little shorter getaways and so it made it feel really good to come home because i was like the next thing is just around the corner like we have other things on the calendar and we're ready to go and i remember coming home from a trip years ago oh gosh it was probably like 12 years ago now we went to costa rica vince and i went to costa rica And it was our first big vacation together and we came home and I remember just feeling this like kind of crushing feeling after it was over. Like I'm someone who gets super excited about trips and vacations and I love the anticipation of them. So then when that trip in particular was over, we didn't have anything else booked. And I remember feeling like coming home and just feeling like, now what? Like when's the next fun thing? What's the next fun thing going to be? And it felt really hard to not have that on the horizon. So now I've learned to like always have fun things and they can be of varying degrees, but I think this is a valuable lesson to really be consistently building things into your schedule that you have to look forward to. And so, you know, for us, you know, Portugal was like a really big thing. We don't have anything like that on the horizon for a while, but we have some other smaller things this summer that we're really excited about. And so it was helpful to come home and be able to talk with Vinny about that and be like, Oh, but look, we have a family reunion coming up that he's really excited about and some other fun summary kinds of things. And so that eased the reentry for all of us. I think just knowing that there's other fun things on the horizon. And I know many of you saw my pictures and my stories. I did a lot of Instagram stories while we were gone, but also lots of pictures and posts over on Instagram and Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy if you want to go check out those pictures. If you're considering going to Portugal with kids, it's a super kid-friendly place. We spent the first week in the Algarve region, which is like the southern beachy region, and the beaches are just ridiculous. They're so, so cool. So that was really, really fun. And then we spent four days in Lisbon after that. And that was more of like a city experience, not so much a beach experience. And that was also really cool. There's really great sightseeing stuff there. And European cities are just really kid friendly. And we had this when we took Vinny to Luxembourg and Paris, we had this too where, you know, we definitely bend the rules on bedtime and stuff when we're traveling like this. And because of the time change, it kinda lends itself to it. And so We let Vinny stay up until like 10 o'clock at night, both of our trips to Europe. And that allowed us to like go out and go to dinner and kind of hang out later in the city and get in, you know, some nightlife, which felt really fun. But in European cities, like kids are just out and about in restaurants and bars and it's just part of the culture. And it's very family friendly. And so to be out till 10 o'clock with him and then come home, and then he would sleep in a little later, which was really nice. So we kind of had his like his European schedule was like 10pm to 8am for sleeping, which was really nice for us as well. So that worked really well for us. And we just found that Portugal, like France, like Luxembourg, where we had previously been was really kid friendly. And it was great to have him. I mean, we didn't have any trouble integrating him into hanging out in different cities and seeing really cool things and being a part of the culture and learning and all those kinds of things. So that was really fun. Going to castles, (laughs) that kind of stuff. It's kind of amazing the things that I think, because I think if my mom would have tried to take me to like museums and stuff as a little girl, I would have so not been into it. But he's pretty into it. And in Europe, the cool thing is there's a lot of castles. So you can really get most kids on board with going to castles. And so he was pretty into that. And we did go to Sintra. We didn't get to do, there's a couple of castles there that we didn't get to do, which I would have loved to have done. But we did do the Pena Palace or Pena Palace, which was really awesome. And he loved that. I'm pretty sure he thought he was at Hogwarts. So that was super fun. So if you're curious about that as a kid friendly vacation, it definitely is one. All right. So what I want to talk about today, what I want to dive into is staying stuck in your head and in your life. And so the reason I want to talk about this is because this is a recurring theme in different spaces in the Shameless Mom Academy. It's a recurring theme in our Facebook groups, in our membership community. I heard it come up at Shameless Mom Con. It's just something that comes up over and over again. And I think it's really important for us to reframe the Verbage and the mindset around being stuck. And so, I mean, even just looking at like this recent vacation that we took, like if you feel stuck, then you need to make space for your future and you need to make space for opportunity. And that's definitely something that we do in our family a lot. And it's through changing our activities. And it's through taking advantage of opportunities that are a little uncomfortable, but definitely keep us in momentum and keep us moving forward. And that feels really good. Even though sometimes it's nerve wracking, even though sometimes it does require like some special budgeting and things like that, we really do try to maintain a sense of momentum so that we do feel like we have continued opportunities for growth in our family and in our family relationships and just in terms of what our family does in terms of you know what feels like family adventure to us. And of course, that looks different for everyone, but I think it's really, really important that you are building components into your life and into your identity that allow you to stay in momentum so that when you are in a phase that feels where you maybe feel less control or less power, or you do feel a little bit stuck or maybe uncertain, that you can have some automatic places to go and some automatic tools to use to start to pull yourself out of those places when you feel that stagnation starting to creep in. So one of the things that I see happening a lot, one of the things I hear a lot is people saying things like, I'm stuck, I'm lost, I'm confused, I don't know my passion, And this is something I hear over and over and over again. And I think it's really common. And I think that it happens when we are parenting really young children, because let's be honest, when you have really young children, things do get stagnant. There are periods of time where you're like, I'm just stuck at home with kids and I can't do anything. And I'm like, you know, I'm stuck with a nap schedule. And if you maybe you're taking time off of work and you're staying home to raise children, you might feel like you just don't have a lot that's in your life that's just for you you might feel trapped in a career. I think this happens a lot too, where all of a sudden after we have kids, we feel a different sense of connection to our careers, sometimes a lot less of a sense of connection to our careers, where they don't feel as meaningful to us or significant anymore. And we recognize like, wow, I'm going to spend all this time away from my family. Is this really what I want to be doing? And so we start feeling stuck in professional situations. So there's a lot of ways that this happens in motherhood. And I think part of it is because of motherhood and because of the nature of motherhood that it does create situations sometimes where we literally do feel very stuck, like we can't get out of the house all day on a Saturday if we have a baby that needs to nap three times, or where we feel stuck just because our priorities have shifted and changed, and we don't know how that ties into our identity. They're specifically designed to combat So the first thing I want to recommend is that rather than getting caught up in this lingo around I'm stuck, I'm lost, I'm confused, I don't know my passion, is to be really conscientious about how you can frame that differently so that you feel like you have more power and more momentum just by using different words, because this will make a difference. So instead of saying I'm stuck, I'm lost, I'm confused, I don't know my passion, you can say things like, I'm curious. I'm looking around. I'm learning new things. I'm exploring my options. I'm gaining clarity. So just using those simple words and phrases are going to start to create a little bit of a shift for you in terms of creating movement and creating action rather than using words that really literally will keep you stuck. Because when you're embracing, remember, two thoughts can't take up the same space. So when you're embracing this idea of feeling stuck, and you're really holding on to that, then you can't at the same time be embracing the idea that I'm exploring, and I'm open to new things, and I'm getting really curious about what I want to do next. You can see how those things can't exist in the same space. You have to choose. So are you going to embrace being stuck, being lost, being confused? Or are you going to embrace being exploring and gaining clarity and moving in new directions and learning new things and taking in new information or new data or doing research, learning about your personality, practicing personal development, all those kinds of things, right? So being really conscientious around your word choices, because your words matter and your thoughts matter. And that sounds silly sometimes to say that just a simple shift in verbiage can make a big difference, but it can, because here's the thing, your words create your thoughts, your thoughts create your beliefs, your beliefs create your actions, your actions create your dreams or your disasters. And so when you consistently use words that don't give you power, you do not move toward your dreams. You either stay stuck in a disaster or you move toward a disaster. <laughs> so you need to be really conscientious that you're choosing your words carefully because of the way your words impact your thoughts, your beliefs, your actions, and then it really ignite your ability to move toward your dreams. This is really, really crucial. And so it starts with the words that you use in your head. It starts with the words that you use in conversations with other people and with the words that you put down on paper. And so I want you to think about also how do you write down or communicate to yourself and to other people how you're feeling about your current state? Because if you're telling other people, I'm just feeling really stuck all the time, then you will continue feeling stuck If you're writing down in a journal, I feel stuck. I feel lost. I feel confused. Now, I'm not saying to like not be honest about your feelings in a journal, but I want you to then move past those words, like get them down on paper, get them out, and then move past them and move into, I'm really curious what the next phase of my life is going to look like. I'm excited to look into new options. I'm loving learning about X, Y, Z. I'm interested in exploring this and that and the other thing. I'm gaining clarity around what the next version of me is going to look like. Writing those things down and writing them down over and over and over will change the way you create action in your life and your ability to move toward action and to move into momentum and to create motion out of your emotion. So oftentimes we will stay stuck because we let our emotions get the best of us and we don't create space for motion around our emotions. And so what that means is that we feel trapped by our emotions because feeling stuck and lost and confused, like all those things that feels, that can feel really oppressive. And so that can really, you know, push us down. It can keep our emotions low. It can keep our action low. It can really feel like a negative force holding us back. And it literally can do that. It can physically hold us down. It can help. It can make us physically feel very oppressed. And so what, what is important around wrapping your mind around these words around curiosity and learning and exploring and gaining clarity is that now you have created an opportunity for motion out of your emotion. Rather than having this heaviness and this weight that feels oppressive on feeling lost and stuck and confused, when you start leaning into feeling curious and learning and exploring and being adventurous and being interested in new things and being excited about new opportunities, immediately there's space for expansion and there's space for momentum and there's space for motion to come out of that emotion that comes with that. So if you're telling yourself you're stuck, you will stay stuck. If you're telling yourself that you're lost, you'll stay lost. If you tell yourself you're learning, you will learn. If you tell yourself I'm exploring, you will learn. If you tell yourself I'm gaining clarity, you will gain clarity. So you have to really put yourself in a position of being in action. If you tell yourself that you're learning and exploring and gaining clarity, you're going to start to notice new things around you. You're going to start seeing things in a new light with a new perspective, and you're going to feel your perspective start to shift. And because you've given yourself permission to be open to the process of growth rather than being shut off and unable to bring new energy in, you will actually feel this process starting to open up. So what's going to happen is that you are going to be creating space to grow into these new areas. But if you continue to block the energy because of the words that you're using, because of your perspective around it, you will not find that motion. You will not find that momentum. So you must stop blocking the very energy that you need to get unstuck the very energy that you need to start finding the new you or to start finding the new version of your identity or to start finding the new places that you want to go, the new adventures that you want to have, to learn the new things about yourself that you've been looking for, to gain that clarity. This is really, really important in getting unstuck. And I can tell you as someone who, when I'm stuck, it feels really oppressive It creates a ton of anxiety, it creates stress, it creates sleeplessness and insomnia. It creates very depressive symptoms that when I'm in those places, I really have to be aware of motion, physical motion, and being connected to outward forces. So really being aware of how I'm engaging in all areas of my life. So I'm gonna give you some action steps that I think are gonna be really helpful. So we're gonna go through six different action steps If you're feeling stuck, here are six action steps that you can take. So the first thing you can do is go listen to episode 247 of the Shameless Mom Academy. In episode 247, I talk through seven steps to find your passion. And many times when we say we're feeling stuck, we feel like we've just lost any vision of what we're passionate about in life. And so I talk about this a ton in that episode, and I give some really great ways to find your passion, some of which are kind of funny and weird, but super helpful. And I've gotten so much feedback. This episode went live about a year ago. And I've gotten so much feedback about this episode and how helpful it was. So I want to refer to it again and send you in that direction. Even if you listened to it a year ago when it went live, go listen again if you're feeling stuck because you were in a different place now and it might hit you differently or there might be like a nugget in there that's like the thing you need to hear right now. So again, that's episode 247. I'll have it linked up in the show notes, but episode 247 of the Shameless Mom Academy. It's called Seven Steps to Find Your Passions. So you'll want to check out that episode. That's number one. That's your first action step if you're feeling stuck. Your second action step if you're feeling stuck is to upgrade your language. So we just talked about how to do that. You have to upgrade your language. You have to upgrade how you're talking about yourself, how you're talking about your emotions, how you are talking about your emotion that's coming from your emotions. You have to be responsible for your language. And we really have to get past the rolling of the eyes when it comes to this stuff, because I'm someone who's been there where I'm like, I mean, this is like with many things in life where I'm like, I don't need to visualize or do meditations or write down affirmations or any of those things. But the truth is, sometimes you do. And so last week's episode was all about affirmations and writing down affirmations. That episode was also a great, great tool to use if you are stuck. If you're feeling stuck, writing down affirmations around your actions is super, super valuable and important in helping you build momentum and gain clarity around the direction that you want to go. So that's number two, upgrade your language. Number three is get really curious. And curiosity can look like so many different things. But instead of giving into the feeling of feeling stuck, and instead of embracing that, I really want you to embrace getting curious. And embrace where you can learn, where you can explore. Embrace like, what am I loving? What am I not loving? What did I used to love when I was little? If I could spend time doing anything for the next 10 years, what would it be? 20 years from now, what do I want to be doing? In my retirement, what do I want to be doing? So getting really curious about all sorts of different things. And it might be getting curious about things you've never been curious about before. We recently watched the docu-series and I'm gonna probably get the order wrong. Fat, salt, acid, heat, which is like this cooking docu series with this amazing woman. I believe her name is Samit, and it was so fascinating. And I thought, you know, I am not someone who really would ever want to be a chef, but I could get really curious about food and about like the background of food and the culture around food. There's so many things to get, just get curious, letting your space get curious. I see this happening a lot in Momentum Mamas right now. We have people who are in the middle of professional shifts and embracing new ideas around professions connected to their identity. And so for a few people this is coming out in the form of becoming a photographer or starting some sort of side hustle, building a business around something they're really passionate about and stepping away from a traditional corporate kind of job. And that all comes from a place of getting curious, from a place of looking at like, what are my gifts? What do I really love? If I could do anything and know that I wouldn't fail, what would it be? So that level of curiosity is really important. Looking at like, what do I love spending my time doing? Do I love organizing cupboards? Do I love coloring? Do I love photography? Do I love gardening? Do I love like exploring science? (laughs) Do I love, you know, organizing data? There's so many things. And sometimes those things can be artistic. Sometimes they're the opposite of artistic. Like they're science-based. They might be data-based. There's so many different ways to get curious. And it's really, really important for you to open yourself up for those opportunities. We often shut down our curious side because we need to perform in certain ways in our life. And so it feels indulgent to stay in curiosity because we just don't have the time right we have too many things to get done in a day like who has time to be curious right but if you are feeling that you're stuck you have to take time for getting curious in fact i was on a coaching call today talking with someone about where do you go to find your creativity and where do you go to get curious and where do you go for clarity And you have to know where those places are. And so for me, I know where my places are. I've talked about them here on the show before. Like I can get curious. I can get creative. I can get clarity when I'm walking, when I'm running, when I'm in the shower, when I'm on an airplane, when I'm writing. Those are the places that I can get the most curious and the most creative and where I can build the most clarity. So noticing where are those places that you can go. I know for a lot of people, I know it's like taking a bath. For a lot of people, it might be going to a float. Here in Seattle, we have like urban float, but a place where you can float. Going to yoga, going to places that allow you to just have space and be open. Maybe it's being by the water. I know a lot of people who would like need to go by the ocean. If I can go by the ocean, then everything opens up for me. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should Payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. So- Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes. And now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, When I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
1: Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of wanna be Wannabe Clutter Free It's like having your bestie in your pocket telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.
0: So, looking at where are those places that you need to go to get curious? Like physically, where do you need to go? And then also emotionally, how can you get curious emotionally and mentally? Number 4, Is creating space and grace for exploration, learning, and dreaming. This has to be a part of your routine. If you are stuck, you have to create space and grace for exploration, learning, and dreaming. So if you haven't done my bubbles and blueprints workshops, we had one over the weekend on Saturday. We have another one coming up this Thursday, Thursday the 13th. Definitely do your best to make it on Thursday if you weren't able to join us over the weekend. In my Bubbles and Blueprints workshop, one of the things we're doing is taking that space and grace for exploration, learning, and dreaming. This is what we did at Shameless Mom Con, like designating time where you say, I'm stepping away from the rest of my life and I'm giving, in this instance, in my Bubbles and Blueprints workshop, it's two hours that we're gonna be going through identity work, we're gonna be going through goal setting, we're gonna be going through a 90 day action plan, but that designated space and grace for exploration, for learning and for dreaming is so crucial if you're feeling stuck. So if you're interested in that, go over to my website. If you go to shamelessmom.com slash blueprints, you can get more information about that. And you can get signed up for the June 13th workshop. But you have to be creating space and grace On a regular basis. So regardless of whether or not you come to the workshop, this is something you need to be doing on a regular basis. So I, three times a year, I have group retreats with three other women business owners who I'm connected to here in Seattle. We do business retreats together three times a year. I also have a bigger coaching group that I'm a part of where I have three mastermind meetings with them, three times a year as well. But that's where I have designated space and grace for exploration, learning, and dreaming. And so I know now that's six times a year between these two groups, six times a year, that that's where I'm taking dedicated time for exploration, learning, and dreaming. I also do this routinely, like basically daily in other ways. So it might be a 10-minute walk. It might be journaling. It might be going for a run. It might be You know, if I'm taking time in the shower, like now that Vinny's a little older, he doesn't have to be in the bathroom with me all the time. I mean, he still wants to be in the bathroom with me all the time, but like I can shower for like eight minutes all by myself sometimes. And it's amazing how much I can think through and process in that time. So creating that space and grace for exploration, learning and dreaming is going to be crucial in getting unstuck. So recognizing where are those places that you can do that and how are they built into your schedule? This isn't like let them just happen randomly, you actually need to designate time in your calendar. You need to schedule time in your calendar for these things. Number five, you have to write this stuff down. Write down the dreams that you want to see happen. So again, go back to last Monday's episode about writing down, about your affirmations, about creating tangible affirmations that will actually come true. When you write these things down, they will happen. They're way more likely to come true when you write them down. So you need to be writing down affirmations on a regular basis as if they've already happened. The dreams that you write down are the dreams that will come true. Because in writing them down, you go from a space of dreaming to doing. Because writing them down is an action step toward doing. So when I write down, 13 affirmations every morning, that is a step toward making them come true. And then I'm conscientious throughout the day, sometimes conscientious and sometimes not, sometimes it's subconscious, but about what are the action steps that I'm taking towards making those things happen. So then when an opportunity comes into my email box, I can quickly discern, oh, wait, does that thing take me closer to one of those dreams? Yes, it does. Do that thing first. And all those other emails that come through that don't have anything to do with anything that takes me closer to a dream, those things might not even happen at all. I might not even do any of those things today. (laughs) I might not reply to any of those emails because I know what my dreams are and I know what my goals are and I know what I want to move toward. So I'm going to be discerning about my action steps and make sure that I take the action steps that take me closer to the dreams. Number six. Number six is recognizing that you don't need all the answers right now. And that's a hard one. Recognize instead that you are in a phase and embrace the phase for what it is. And this can be really hard if you are someone who likes to have it all figured out all the time. (laughs) If you're one of those type A kind of people like myself, feeling stuck is really, really hard and uncomfortable. And recognizing that you don't need all the answers right now is really uncomfortable. I definitely went through this when I was selling the gym and I was in this kind of intermediate phase for like 18 months of knowing that I was selling the gym, not knowing when it was going to be done, knowing that I wanted to build the podcast to take it to a totally different level, but not having the space to do that until the gym was sold. And this was an 18-month process of feeling very stuck, feeling very stuck, just not knowing what the timelines were going to look like, not knowing how things were going to work out, if things were going to work out. And I had to recognize that I'm in a phase right now. I'm in a phase and that this is temporary. I'm going to stay curious about this. I'm going to pay attention to what's going on. I'm going to write about what this is going to be like when it's done. I was clear around like, okay, as soon as this is done, as soon as the doors closed on the gym, then here's all the ways I'm going to build this next thing out. But recognizing that there was a period that I had to be stuck that I couldn't do anything about it, that I had to be stuck, and taking advantage of that time. And so taking advantage of that time for learning and exploring and gaining clarity. During that time, I gained a ton of clarity around what I wanted to do with the podcast, what I did want to do and what I didn't want to do. So you might be in a phase where you're stuck right now. But could you look to the future to be like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm doing right now. But I know in three years, this is where I would love to be. I know in five years this is where I would love to be. I know that, you know, in retirement, this is where I would love to be. So sometimes you might not have all the answers that you need in the moment, but you can start to look down the road even more and see, oh, this is the general direction I want to be moving. And then you can start to be in control of those shifts. And over time, the answers will start to unfold for you and the path will become much more clear. If you feel lost and stuck and confused, you are in the process of shifting your identity. This is not a small thing. It should take time. It will take time. This is not an overnight thing. You don't have immediate clarity, and that's okay. It's okay to be in that place of not knowing, and you learn a ton in that phase. So rather than being frustrated with feeling stuck, embrace the phase for what it is and for the gifts that it can give you recognize everything that you can take from that experience and take everything you can with you because it will make your next experiences more positive, more purposeful, more impactful, more powerful. It's going to be really important for you to recognize that this phase, this feeling stuck, that's part of the story. And you get to determine again, like with all stories, you get to determine. How do you write that story? How do you address that time when you felt stuck? What did you do with that time? How did you make use of that time? And what was the ending? You are in control of that ending as well. And the ending, you don't want that ending to be that you felt stuck and stagnant for years and years on end. So be conscientious of the ending that you want so that you can be conscientious about how you get value out of the time while you're in it how you get value out of that time of exploration. I'm putting in air quotes here, the time of exploration versus that phase of my life when I was totally lost and totally stuck. There's a big, big difference. So to recap, your action steps to stop staying stuck in your head and in your life are to go back and listen to episode 247 on Seven Steps to Find Your Passion, Number two, upgrade your language. Number three, get curious. Number four, create space and grace for exploration, learning, and dreaming. Number five, write that stuff down. Write down the dreams that you want to see happen, that you will make happen. And number six, don't need all the answers right now. You don't always have to know all the answers. (laughs) I know that's really hard and uncomfortable for us control freaks. I am with you on this one. So I hope this was helpful. Share this episode out, especially if you know a mama in your life who is constantly saying, I feel stuck. I feel lost. This is her next right step. (laughs) So listening to this and just starting a little bit of implementation, a little bit of execution around changing words first, because your words create your thoughts, your thoughts create your beliefs, your beliefs create your actions, and your actions create your dreams or your disasters. You get to choose, right? Okay. Thank you for listening and share this episode with lots of love to the mamas who you think might need it most. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash